Welcome to the Straight Talk on Fleet podcast with Aaron Gilchrist. Each week, Aaron will be breaking down fleet management, trying to cut through the noise and get down to the real issues safety and operations leaders are struggling with every day. The goal will be to get to the bottom of how leaders can break down these silos of information, accelerate change management, how to use real-time accurate data to drive massive efficiencies across fleet-focused business processes, and to elevate people's careers with emerging best practices. Now it's time for the Straight Talk on Fleet. Okay, hello again, Fleet community. We are back, yes, for another episode of the Straight Talk on Fleet. I am Erin gilchrist Rug, and I am the VP of Fleet Evangelism at IntelliShift. And on my podcast, I am trying to be your objective and reliable source of information for our fleet ecosystem based on real experience that comes from managing a fleet for over 15 years. And not just any fleet, an enterprise-sized fleet, so I know what you're going through out there. And I do know that fleet management's hard, probably harder than it needs to be. So we break it down here on the Straight Talk, fleet manager style with a focus on everything from driver behavior and compliance to getting more from our internal and external partners and our data. So in today's podcast, we're going to bring it full circle, right? We're going to dig into data stewardship by way of a single connected, integrated, powerful, easy to use intelligence platform. Right. So now that we're hitting episode 15, right? Wow. Let's do a quick recap of the things that we've talked about so far. I mean, I can't believe we've done one that we've done 15 episodes, right? This is our 15th episode. And what I'm really looking forward to as we continue this journey together is, is you to get more involved, you know, comment, ask questions. Um, hopefully we can switch this to a live format soon and bring you on to, to ask questions and do an ask me anything session. But for now, uh, let's just recap some of the great topics that we've talked about so far on the podcast. So episodes one and two were really introducing the fleet community to me, you know, how I got here, my experience in fleet management, which is vast. And then we covered sort of the pillars of our podcast, what we were trying to do, what we wanted to accomplish in our community that, that we're creating here. Um, number three, we did sustainability part one. And that was really based on how to build a sustainability plan for your fleet. Episode four was sustainability part two, which was covering really sustainability for your drivers and your workforce. And then you as a fleet leader and how do you stay, you know, sustainable, relevant. Episode five was around project and change management strategy. That was lots of fun. Um, sort of how do we bring all of our visions to life? Six was fleet maintenance management. Again, lots of fun with that one, just because it ties so many things together. Episode seven was an interview with my colleague and friend, Bob Mossing of Steris Corp, who shared some great insights about fleet management and some of the best practices that help, help him be successful at his job. Episode eight was around inspections, at like inspections as a foundational aspect of fleet management. Number nine was around video, AI video dash cams as a must have for your fleet tech stack and for your safety program. And then 10, my favorite was building a culture of safety. So that one was lots of fun. If you haven't um, watched or listened to that uh, podcast, it's sort of like the crux, right? I mean, building a culture of safety, because when you have that, you can be successful in all areas of fleet management. So that, that one's great. Episode 11 was, you know, the pain and reward, more the reward 
of replacing your tech and your tech provider when things aren't going like they should be. Episode 12 was where I was a guest on the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, and we were talking about developing a fleet safety policy. So that was lots of fun. Episode 13 was around fuel management strategy and lots of fun things we can do with our fuel data. And then number 14, which it just came out, was around core KPIs for fleet safety and operations leaders. Um, so that is such a great segue into today's topic. But before we dig in, I want to I want to share sort of like the main tiebacks or themes that really resonate within each episode. And there's three of those. So if I think about all the things we've talked about, there's sort of three things that bring it all together that we talk about each and every time. So the first one is having a well-developed and adopted fleet safety program and how having that for your fleet is foundational and it'll drive success in every single area of fleet management, but it does require building a culture of safety. So that is the first and foremost thing, because of course, safety is the most important thing. The second tie back is this idea of a modern tech stack, right? For your fleets and your equipment that includes telematics, AI video dash cams, and a fleet intelligence platform that all those things will produce a large amount of data and information that you need to drive compliance, safety, and efficiency in your fleet. So that's number two is the modern tech stack. Number three, and this is really going to be what we're going to dig into today. That third tie back or theme is having a fleet intelligence platform. Yes, a single, connected, integrated, powerful, easy to use <laughs> platform. From my perspective, that's really the only way to graduate from what we call swivel chair management to owning and managing the many flat facets of our fleet operations from one viewpoint and a view that allows us to identify insights and exceptions that can really make or break our success on any given day, week or month or longer, right? Or, or any measurement period, name it. So those are the three things. So those things tie together all of the aspects of fleet management. So today, let's just dig into this topic. So data stewardship by way of this single connected, integrated, powerful, easy to use fleet intelligence platform you know, what I'm suggesting is that's the way to go, right? So let's do a real quick refresher on sort of what options are out there. And then we'll talk about how that data can and should be displayed in one place, right? So again, in my last episode on core KPIs for fleets, operations and safety leaders, I said that focusing on baselines and needed improvements in the areas of safety, efficiency, and cost will help you develop those KPIs for managing your fleet. And I outlined the KPIs in six um, areas, fleet safety and driver behavior. Number two was compliance. Three was fuel. Four was maintenance. Five was overall fleet cost and six was vehicle life cycle. So without a partner and tools to give you visibility into all of these key performance indicator focus areas, you'll find yourself logging into multiple sites, pulling together data sets from a multitude of sources, trying to make sense of it all, figure out what stands out, what needs to be addressed, 
addressing it in a clunky way and ultimately not having a source to share these insights and trends um, with upper management um, so that you can move the needle and you know move forward with your vision in an easy and a visual way, right? So on that note, here's a quick refresher on the three types of solutions that are out in the marketplace today. So one is individual point solutions, okay? They can be good because there's lots of them um, and they're specialized for one specific thing. But I think the downsides are siloed data, that swivel chair management we talked about, uh, more expensive, you know, more contracts to manage and service level agreements to manage, more logins and training, right, for users. The second is lightly integrated solutions. So they're basically point solutions that resell other tech. So they're good because they may provide you with an SSO, a single sign-on into different software portals and they may integrate with point solutions you use today, but the downsides are more siloed data. Typically they're tacked on, you know, they don't own the technology. There's a limited control of the customer experience overall, um, not presenting data in a holistic and actionable way. And you're still doing more as a fleet leader to make sense of everything. Okay, so then the third is this single connected platform. And by the way, this type of solution is the now, the next and the future. The only reason really not to go this route is if your business isn't willing or ready to allow you, and I've said this before, to allow you to shift the way that you manage your fleet tech stack and your data, right? So the benefits of this, of this single connected platform are Reduce time and effort to pull all this data together from multiple solutions and then try to work with it. Better customer experience working through a single vendor, supplier. Hate the word vendor, sorry. You buy what you need, you get what you pay for, right? Stacked ROI, guaranteed ROI. And again, the real goal here is power and ease of use. Power being the ability to integrate large data sets from multiple sources and then process that for the desired outcomes, right? And then improve all aspects of your fleet operations. So that's the power piece. The ease of use piece is how digestible and usable is the data? How accessible is the data? And then it's relevant data for your entire organization customized by user or role, right? And you get to help shape that with the right partner. Okay, so let, let's dig in. What does this single connected platform look like, right? Well, you know, it's, it's dashboards with a few things. One, drill down and export capabilities, kind of each with its own set of exceptions. So you can see them in real time. You can tell somebody and see that those things get corrected, right? I mean, from one, from one place. Two, smart search, right? Easy to find assets, drivers, equipment, reports, just a place to go and search for whatever you want to find on your platform. And then for the third thing is for whatever time frame or area of operation down to the asset and driver level. And I don't what no matter what you're doing, if you have drivers, operators, vehicles, forklifts, equipment, whatever it is, you should be able to start here and drill all the way down to the lowest 
level of data available and find out whatever you need to know about that. So those three things are really important. They need to be able to do those three things in these areas. So overall fleet performance, overall fleet operations, again, vehicles, equipment, whatever you're running, safety, maintenance, fuel, compliance, analytics, reporting, and then asset management. So all encompassing, right? And so back to sort of what this looks like. So let's start with this fleet performance um, header. So you, you just picture this, you log in for the day, you see your fleet performance dashboard. You've got your fleet cost metrics in each area, performance to KPIs, performance to budget. I mean, it's really about what you wanna see. And again, the key is like flexible and customizable for you, for your business, right? In one place. So I like the idea of this performance dashboard where it's just the high level stuff, right? Okay, let's switch gears into all the stuff that's going to help you be like super successful and the hero of your business. So I call this like the fleet manager dashboard, the operations dashboard. It's this place where you go from overall fleet cost metrics, metrics down to here's some exception management in real time. Your sort of rise and shine, happy place to see the viruses before they spread and cause an accident or a blown engine or a grounded asset that's supposed to be productive, right? That's that place where you go to do things to prevent those other horrible things from happening. It's your keep your finger on the pulse place, right? So I'll cover in those areas that we talked about, I'll cover the exceptions you want to see the things that you know I would wanna be able to do with the data. And then once I have that data, who would I wanna give it to? How do I wanna um, distribute it, right? So again, it's the exceptions you wanna see, the things that you wanna be able to do with what you see, and then finally, the alerts that you should be able to generate out of each area that we just covered so that's the stuff right there. Addressing behaviors in real time to, to reduce risk and cost now. All right, so let's start with those key areas. So again, picture dashboards that have highlighted those exceptions, those things that can hurt you day to day, right? And then you being able to go, okay, that's what's going on. And now I need to share it with someone. And then the the um, ability to be able to do that. So let's start with driver safety. So I think driver safety, so aggressive driving or inattention. So those come by way of telematics, data, AI video, dash cam data, et cetera. So your dashboard should have things like excessive speeders. Now this is, again, this is from my standpoint. However, having done this a long time, I'm guessing that I'm going to hit some of your own um, priorities and your own pain points and things that are really important to your business too. So just keep in mind that like, I'm going to name these things, but then I'm really going to ask you to share, you know, what am I missing here? And what do we need to be asking um, this type of supplier, this type of partner for in this one dashboard or this one platform, so to speak. So driver safety, aggression and inattention, excessive speeding. So maybe plus 90 um, MPH, distracted driving violations. 
So either high scores of accumulative bad behavior or whatever's important to your business. You want to know about hard cornering, harsh braking, rapid acceleration, things like that. Seatbelt use. Then the subsets of that data are things that you need to be able to give to your organization so they can help you manage all this stuff. So think driver scorecard results. So maybe drivers are red, yellow, and green. I don't know how you how you do it, but that's how I've done it, is um, high, medium, and low risk. Diving into high risk drivers and alerting leaders that they have high risk drivers in an easy way, whether that's however you want to do it, weekly reporting, monthly reporting, whatever. But those subsets are driver scorecard results and then being able to dig into high-risk drivers and alert leaders. Assigning, potentially assigning training and coaching for inattentive behaviors or distracted driving or aggressive driving or near misses. So that would be a great thing to be able to do right from your platform. And then some of the alerts under driver safety that you want to be able to share um, and get automatically either, you know, on your device or have operational leaders get that for their groups of drivers that they're managing. Again, excessive speeding, I think over 90 MPH, somebody not wearing a seatbelt, and then that ADOS scoring, right? A driver assistance system scoring, like based on events like following too closely, a lane departure without a signal, stopping at stop signs, um, yellow red light violations, whatever um, you can do with ADOS, that's something that I would want to alert people to. And then distracted driver scoring based on inward facing camera events. So things that they're doing in the cab that they should not be doing that are certainly bound to cause an accident. Okay. So switching to the next sort of um, dashboard, when you think about fuel, some of the things that I would want to see on the dashboard would be over tank capacity, where a driver has put more fuel in a tank than what its capacity would allow at that time. Again, requires technology. Where they've purchased premium fuel or non-regular fuel or any kind of fuel that's outside of your policy, whatever your policy is. Excessive idling, costing your organization money and wearing out your vehicles after hours use. So misuse of company assets obviously affect cost and could be an indication that some side work is going on with this vehicle, um, let alone it being used when it's not supposed to be used and then vehicle wear and tear. So I think those are kind of four areas on my full fuel dashboard I'd want to be able to see. And then what I'd want to be able to dig into as subsets would be miles per gallon, non-fuel purchases, again, over transaction limits, meaning making more transactions in a given time period than what's allowed, which again, may or may not be important to your fleet. Cost per gallon, where drivers have spent too much for fuel. And again, that's the thing that we can control. So it's something to think about. And when drivers are off route, so they have a prescribed route and they're spending time going out of their way to get to that next stop, or they're out of their way and then stopping somewhere for a period of time, again, being non-productive during a productive work cycle. And then some of the alerts we would want to generate out of the fuel dashboard would be over tank capacity fueling, gallons purchased with no capacity change, meaning they made a fuel purchase, 
but that fuel that they purchased didn't go to into any asset on your register. That's a problem. Um, Non-fuel purchases, uh, you know, something that they've purchased at a fuel um, stop with your payment solution card and they're not authorized to do that. Again, non-regular fuel and then over cost per gallon in a zip code or radius. Now, some of us might not think we need an alert for that. Maybe that's just a report, but it's certainly something, something to think about. And we'll talk about reports here in a minute. Maintenance, moving to your maintenance dashboard. So thinking about this in a couple of different ways, because we're going to talk about compliance in a minute, but missing inspections, outstanding inspection issues where something's been reported, but not fixed, where vehicles are overdue for a PM, really, really important stuff. And so the subsets are in that dashboard are where we have done a maintenance event out of a network. So some of us operate in networks where we save money to do that, or maybe we get preference on when our vehicle gets scheduled, or there's also a lot of reasons why fleets use networks of shops. So out of network, high dollar repairs. I mean, for whatever reason, the cost of this specific repair fell way out of what the set parameters were in the market. Unscheduled maintenance events, meaning when we have a program, a good maintenance program, again, listen to podcast number six, if you have time. The, the notion here is scheduling maintenance as much as possible so that we go to the right shop, the right time for the right price with the right parts. Right. So maybe we want to, you know, look at um, a subset as when we don't do those things, it costs us more money. So that's kind of why I say unscheduled maintenance events as a subset. The next one is out of negotiated pricing thresholds. Right. We talked about that vehicle downtime, vehicle cycle time. So, you know, how long is the vehicle down and then reporting on that, but also looking at the cycle time from the time the maintenance event is reported to the time that vehicle is back on the road. That's something that your maintenance provider um, should be doing for you or you should be doing in-house because when a vehicle is non-productive, it costs you money. And so um, getting a handle on cycle time is really important. So what kind of alerts then would you wanna distribute in the areas of maintenance to kind of keep your finger on the pulse and help operations leaders to do the same? PMs that are due or overdue, however you want to do that, missing inspections and outstanding inspection issues, meaning we know there's something wrong and for whatever reason, it's not getting fixed. But again, it goes back to, you know, a good maintenance program where you can connect those dots between digital inspections and maintenance events. And again, I think podcast eight inspections, that's, that's kind of where I tie together the idea of bringing all the data that you get from uh, the vehicles, um, telematics, and digital inspections into your maintenance program, right? And again, it comes back to this idea of bringing it in to one place so you can look at these type of things we just talked about. Okay, switching gears to compliance. So when I think about compliance dashboard, I think about whether things I'm doing in my fleet are regulated by any entity. So those are really important things. So if you have vehicles that are regulated by, by DOT and things that, again, there's a lot of different things that could fall in here. Expired certifications that your drivers need to have, you know, again, depends on your business, 
um, training or retraining that is due, DOT licenses and certifications. So I think those are kind of the three big things because other things can fall up under those three categories. And so those subsets are DQ file compliance. So if you have a fleet of vehicles within your larger fleet that is DOT regulated, then you know that those DQ files have to be in compliance. Roadside inspections. So reporting alerts, fails, violations, really important. Um, CSA scoring is going to be important for you. Hours of service, ELD. So those are some subsets under your compliance dashboard that you'll want to be able to see um, all the time in real time and know where your risks and exposures are um, as it relates to compliance. And I think you know, vehicle, vehicle inspections can fall in two places really in my mind. And it's really just kind of what your flavor is. But if it were me, I would probably have digital vehicle inspections and compliance to vehicle inspections under compliance. But of course, that data feeds into your maintenance program to make sure that anything that drivers identify gets bubbled up and fixed right away so that vehicle can stay legal, safe on the road etc. So take your pick, but digital inspections and compliance to digital inspections can go under your maintenance dashboard or your compliance dashboard. It's really, you know, how you want to think about it. And then I think the alerts under compliance really in my mind would be expired renewables. So anything that's ex coming expired, you need to know about it so you can do something about it before the expiration date. So that's really kind of leading up to, and, and what we used to do when I was running my fleet was we would do a lead in. So we did um, 90, 60, 30 leading up to certain renewables that were just literally non-negotiable. And then as we came into the renew month, those were expected to be done before the renew date. The second alert may be overdue for required training for those drivers. And then again, whether you put vehicle inspections under compliance or maintenance, you're going to always want to understand, have alerts and reporting going out about missed inspections, just so critical. And again, I, I've said this a million times, vehicle inspections are foundational to the success of your overall fleet management program. I mean, they're just foundational. Okay. And then, so those are kind of the main categories, but you think about compliance, but then also vehicle compliance and some things we haven't covered, but you want to have access to in one place are things like toll violations. Are your transponders current? Does every vehicle have a transponder? Is everything working right? So you got to have your finger on that pulse because that can be that thing that, that can be the thorn in your side by way of fees and tickets. And you just got to have your handle on the toll, toll program. Um, the other piece of vehicle compliance is registration renewals that are due or overdue, um, title transfers, state changes, those plate things, expired registrations and plates. So, you know, those could be alerts in and of themselves, but however you want to situate it, those are also really critical things that keep your vehicles legal and on the road and not grounded. Because if they're grounded, they're not making you any money, right? So those are the, the key areas that I think you want to have dashboards for, definitely access to exceptions on, 
be able to quickly get a handle on where things are going wrong in those areas, share that out to the people managing the drivers and the vehicles and, and the equipment, right? Depending on what kind of a fleet you have. And then really being able to generate alerts that are automatic and set up so that you kind of have that peace of mind to know that people that are closest to the asset and the operator or driver are getting that pertinent information that can reduce your risk, reduce your liability, increase safety, increase efficiency, and cut costs, right, for your organization. So again, love the idea of having this in one place so you can kind of rise and shine, start your day, manage these things from one single place. So let's do a quick recap. So dashboards with three things, drill down and export capabilities, right? Each with its own set of exceptions. So you can kind of see them in real time, tell somebody, get it corrected. Two, smart search, make it easy to find assets, drivers, equipment, reports, right? And then for whatever time frame is the third thing. Um, and place. So you want to look at weekly, yesterday, last month, the quarter, year over year, whatever you want to do, you can set that time frame for what area, whatever area of your operation. It's a business unit, it's a region, it's a division, it's a location down to the driver or operator or asset level, right? Whether it's vehicle or equipment. In these areas, fleet performance overall, your, the overall performance of your fleet, fleet operations, that's your like Zen place to find all the things that are hurting you, remember? Safety, maintenance, fuel, compliance, analytics, reports, asset management. And again, um, you know, the subsets that we talk, talked about in this episode are really the reports you want to be able to generate in each of those areas at any given time, for any given time, for any given area in your operation. And then, you know, the asset management piece is just that place to be able to look at your assets, whatever they are, in detail, and by asset, be able to lay out all of the things that we talked about. So if I pull up an asset, I should be able to see the assets performance in all of those areas, right? So that's really important. And that's just where that power and ease of use comes in. Again, so the goal here is to eliminate swivel chair fleet management, right? Move to a single connected and integrated platform, right? That's powerful and easy to use. So it should make your job easier and give you the ability to have the safest and most efficient fleet and ultimately elevate you in your career, right? Because you can easily share out the trends and exceptions and things that you're seeing to your C-suite or your leadership team in a intuitive and visual way so you can move the needle. And when you walk into your COO's office or whatever your reporting structure is, you can say, hey, look at this chart I just ran. It's showing this particular trend and I know what we can do about it. Can you help me? And data doesn't lie. So they'll be able to look at what you've given them and say, yeah, yeah, let's move on that. And that's really what you need. Waiting on critical things like safety and inefficiency will never get you to next, right? So tell me what I'm missing here. I mean, 
How do you want to see data and exceptions? How do you want to be able to manage your fleet from a single place? I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, if you want to join me in this conversation, I mean, what we're dealing with in fleet right now is unprecedented. We have high fuel costs. We have supply chain issues. I mean, it's just like, it's a storm of things happening around us. And when we can stick to the fundamentals of fleet management and have a platform like this, where we can really control what's going on and, you know, really drive efficiencies, despite all this stuff that's going on that we can't control. That's how we ride out these storms. So, you know, I'd love to hear what you're doing. Come on, um, my podcast, talk to me about it. But yeah, make comments below, you know, DM me to, to, to come on my podcast and talk about what you're facing and how you're handling it. And maybe just let's get a group together, right? That's again, what I'm trying to do. So episode 15 here, it's time to, it's time to go live and it's time to get some of you folks to come on and talk about what you're experiencing right now and, and what you're doing about it and help each other. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. So if you found the content helpful today, please share it with your community. Again, like and subscribe wherever you get your favorite content. But until next time, keep it real, keep it safe for fleet's sake. And thank you again for listening.